Welcome back to In Good Company. Last week, Lola, worried about CJ living alone at the theater, invited them to stay with her family, while the theater struggled to find the best way to respond to the Black Lives Matter movement. Next, we find Kaiser and Javier together as Kaiser receives news about his productions. Episode 9, It Happens in a Heartbeat. Yeah. No, 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 I get it. <laughs> yes, of, of course. Sure thing. Yet, yeah, you go. I'll check in. Enough with the tennis ball, Kaiser. The neighbors hate me enough already. They're gone. What? My productions. Three are canceled, four have been postponed to the next season, and another is postponed indefinitely, which is a nice way of saying it's dead. I'm sorry, babe. Do you know how much money that is? Like, enough to buy a house. Maybe not in San Francisco, but a really nice house in, like, Cleveland. I could have paid cash for a really nice house in Cleveland this year. Yeah, but then you'd live in Cleveland. That's not the point. Calm down. I'm joking. It's a shit ton of money. Just gone. But hey, I can make us a really great espresso on my pretentious overpriced Italian coffee machine. There'll be more productions. You're Kaiser the Playwright. Don't say that. It only makes it worse. Here's the thing. I've been working in theater since I graduated from college, and you make more in one season than I have in ten years. <laughs> that can't be true. God's honest. Then why do you do it? Because I love what I do. Do I wish I didn't have to work a day job between gigs? Yeah. I could have gone to New York after school and done that whole thing, but I'd still be waiting tables or driving for Uber. I like it here. Here feels like home. I get to do interesting theater. I get to play parts that excite me. I get to sit in rooms with people like, like you. Hold on. I'm in a crisis here, Javier. Okay, Blanche. Let's save the drama for the stage. It's Bridget. Where are you going? Banana bread. She brought you banana bread? She brought us banana bread. And it's gluten-free. Uh, doesn't Bridget have the plague? Uh, are you sure you want to touch it? Oh, she's better now. Dear Kaiser and Javier, happy cohabitation. Rainbows and unicorns. Bridget. That's so sweet. She addressed it to me too? Why wouldn't she? I mean, you're part of the family now. I haven't had a permanent address in three years. I just go from show to show, crash with friends in between. Well, maybe this is your chance to make a home. Come on, let's celebrate. What are we supposed to be celebrating? Our first official couple's gift. It's a milestone. Big piece? Little piece? Big piece. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be photo ready anytime soon. I can let my body go. And one big piece of carb-filled goodness for you, and one for me. Oh. Oh. Mm. Mm. My god, this, uh, this is terrible. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> One more wine and one more whiskey 
We just kept the car in park And dim the headlights so we see the stars Let them tell us where we should start How many masks is that? A mm, hundred, maybe more. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hope the music wasn't too loud. It's all good. You were up early this morning. I don't really sleep. Look, I want you to feel at home with us. You don't have to leave or hide out. I know, but there's a lot going on. I don't want to encroach on your family time. Oh, we have been in lockdown for three months. We've had plenty of family time. <laughs> we like having you around. Thank you for that. Oh, sorry, Lola. This is Jasmine. She runs a nonprofit that helps queer and trans kids transition out of foster care. Hey, girl. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'd shake your hand, but... Don't worry. We've been wearing masks, staying six feet apart. I trust you. Jasmine is a beast on the sewing machine. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for letting us use your space, Lola. I'm glad the costume shop is being put to good use. We've got plenty of masks to hand out at the demonstration today. You're going down to the demonstration? This moment is too important to be a bystander. Good for you, CJ. <laughs> Look, I've got a meeting with Skip in a minute. We'll be in the lobby. In person? Ugh, must be serious. We have a lot to talk about. We'll be out of here soon. Mm, take your time. Jasmine, nice to meet you. Bye, honey. The lobby remodel paid off. It's a lot more open now. Plenty of room for social distancing. You know I'm going to drown this place and disinfect it as soon as you walk out the door. I wouldn't expect anything less. Ugh, anything to avoid another online meeting. Although it did force me to put on pants. First time I've had khakis on in a month. Ugh, always the gentleman. Anything for you. Uh, hold on. Ugh, I just need to make sure Andre remembers to check in with his English teacher today. Homeschooling? Ugh, it is not for the faint of heart. Uh, there. Done. Sorry. The board was pleased with your statement. I'm glad we came to an agreement. It's getting a lot of attention from the theater community, on social media. Oh, I don't know about that. I appreciate your taking the time to talk me through it. I wear my liberalism as a badge of honor, but then there are moments when I realize how much I don't know. Well, I appreciate your willingness to listen. There are a lot of well-intentioned white people out there who are scared of saying the wrong thing. I'm one of them. Well, you're going to make mistakes. As long as you're willing to own them and learn from them. Ah. Of course. So, I emailed you a list of all the programming we're working on. It is vital we stay connected with our patrons. Our online drag tutorials have been a huge hit, and Ida Slapta has agreed to keep doing them for us. The kids are loving the virtual musical theater camp we're doing, and our online Friday night queer cabaret is building a following. To keep the larger conversation moving forward, we are continuing our participation in the cohort of regional theaters, anti-racism and equality forums. I appreciate all you've done to keep the theater going. But 
but it, it sounds like there's a but coming. The board is meeting on Thursday. We're not scheduled to meet until the end of the month. I've been in touch with our corporate sponsors. All of them have been affected by the shutdown. Only one is going to be able to fulfill their financial commitment. The others are either backing out or significantly reducing their donations. Funding from the city is on hold. Two of our big grants are on hold. Fuck! It's not good. What about all the people who donated their tickets back to the theater? That's great, but it's not enough. You know that. Well, I'm trying here. Look, I hate always being the bad guy, but the board has a fiduciary responsibility to the theater. And I have a responsibility to my artist and my audience. None of this is easy. So, what are you going to do? We're meeting to talk about shutting down the theater. What? Not forever. We hope. Just for the rest of the season, maybe part of the next. Think of it as an intermission. Every day, I get an announcement from another theater that they're taking an intermission. It's depressing. But that's where we are right now. Our community needs us. That might be true, but we still have to pay the bills, the utilities alone. Well, maybe the board needs to see the notes I've gotten from our patrons thanking us for giving their kids something to look forward to. Or how (sighs) having a show to watch on Friday nights gives our audience some sense of normalcy. And all of that is great. I'm afraid if we stop, we won't be able to start again. People will go on about their lives. They'll find something new to fill that space. If we press pause now, reallocate our financial resources, then we should be able to survive this. But if we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to run out of money. Lola, I'm sorry. No. I know. So we'll meet on Thursday to vote. You are, of course, welcome to be there. Oh, I'm in a meeting. Can I call you back? What? I'm on my way. Everything okay? No. No, it's not. Here, take this. It'll help with the swelling. Thanks, Mama. I feel like there's more to this story. I keep telling you, the cop didn't hit me. I've got an ice pack, too. You're not just saying that? I told you. This white dude saw me get in the cop's face, and he hit me. Mom, if a cop put his hands on me, I'd tell you. And what made you decide to get in the cop's face? He pushed this lady to the ground. If you've taught me anything, it's that you don't put your hands on people. So you were defending her? Yeah. What were you thinking going down there? I don't know. That maybe I want to stand up for something I believe in? Now don't get smart. Uh, What? You asked. You can't expect me just to sit back and watch this on TV. I, I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to do my part. And look what happened. Mama and I had to go down to the police station to pick you up. And you know what I was thinking the whole time we were waiting for them to bring you out? I was thinking how grateful I was that we weren't at the hospital or worse yet, the morgue. Because that could have been the way this ended and it could have happened in a heartbeat. You don't think I know that? Look, everyone's tired. No, we have to talk about this. I agree. But maybe we need to have this discussion when we're not all tired and emotional. Maybe the cop didn't hurt you because maybe you got lucky. What were you thinking? You know how to behave. I know, Mom. We've had the talk. I know what to do if I get stopped by the cops, but this was different. He wasn't hurting me. He was hurting someone else. You've seen what is going on. You think now is the time to be a hero? Enough. Andre, go take a shower. 
I, uh, go. Don't be mad, Mom. You need to cool off. It's just... Hey. Hey, it's okay. He's okay. What if he wasn't? We can't think about that. We are raising a black son. We have to think about it. If I spent all of my time thinking about what could happen every time he walks out that door, I'd never let him leave the house. But you don't know what it's like being pulled over by the cops and knowing that even if you do everything right, you might still die. You don't know what it's like having someone follow you around a drugstore because they assume you're shoplifting. I get it, Lola. I am painfully aware of my white privilege. I am reminded of it every time I walk out of the house with our son. Then don't engage in magical thinking. Our goal has been to raise a good man. And we have to give him a chance to be that. I should have been here. You were doing the grocery run, and I had to go to the theater. He said he'd be okay. You can't beat yourself up about that. But what about when he was 13, and he burned himself cooking dinner because I was running late? Or when he was nine, and I missed soccer playoffs because I was in tech? I'm always at the theater. I'm not going to lie and pretend it's been easy. Now, I don't even know if there's going to be a theater to go back to. And then, what will I have to show for it all? At the end of the day, our son has had a chance to watch his mother do what she loves, and there's value in that. Maybe I should quit. Don't say that. I'm done, Gabby. I'm just done. You've been listening to In Good Company, presented by New Conservatory Theatre Center, San Francisco's premier nonprofit queer and allied theater. Subscribe on your preferred podcast app so that you never miss an episode. And help us keep the art alive by donating at nctcsf.org. Any amount makes a difference. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at New Conservatory Theatre Center. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us.